Well, Razorback fans, Danny Nose, the Arkansas offensive coordinator, has officially been fired from the University of Arkansas. So let's talk about it on today's Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks Podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also a host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Go to pricepicks.com slash college and use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Boy, what a weekend, right? You know, uh... I don't. I was expecting to come on today's podcast to talk about simply the whatever it was we watched on Saturday and in Fayetteville as Arkansas dropped their sixth straight game. And I think we'll talk about that a little bit more in depth, especially because it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. But uh, big, insane, breaking news ended up being the overshadowing topic for the Razorback football team as it was announced officially yesterday that Razorback offensive coordinator Dan Enos has been fired. Now, I will say that I did a live stream on this yesterday, and I talked a lot of in-depth about it, and maybe some of you were there in the stream, so some of this may be uh, repetitive to you, but it's another thing to just kind of go through some of the basics and some of uh, the uh, more reactions, the more time that we've been able to sit here and think about it and look at it and everything. But it was a, it had a press release officially put out yesterday, where it simply says this, quote, Arkansas head coach Sam Pittman has relieved offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach Dan Enos of his duties, and he is no longer a member of the Razorbacks program, effective immediately. Wide receivers coach and former Ohio State quarterback Kenny Guyton will take over the play-calling duties for the Hogs of the remainder of the season. The Razorbacks are on a bye this week and return to action November 4th at Florida before finishing with three straight games at home beginning November 11th against Auburn. So that was the extent of the announcement. And I'll say this. I had heard on Saturday, Saturday night, I should say, that there was going to be a coaching change. I didn't know what it meant as far as who exactly would be let go or fired. But it certainly gave the vibes that just from that and also taking what Sam Pittman said in his press conference, which we'll talk about one of those comments here in a bit. But it just seemed like it was inevitable that somebody was going to get let go. And Danny Enos is the one that makes the most sense. Danny Enos and the experiment that he was and coming into Arkansas was an abject. Oh, I'm going to call it that. It was without question an absolute dumpster fire of a failure. One of the greatest, and it's, I guess maybe one of the worst, depending on how you want to look at it, failures in Razorback football and when it comes to especially assistant coaching. I know that I was one of those people that really felt like Dan Enos was somebody that was going to come in and really help Arkansas. I own that. I own that completely. I said it before. And my confidence had come into play when I felt like he was going to be able to do the things KJ Jefferson needed to have done to, in order to make him take that next step as a quarterback. Just the simple adjustments here and there that would be able to make him into a, a better quarterback. He already was a great quarterback, but a better quarterback to be able to take Arkansas's offense to a next level. That's what I thought. But the problem was, is that in that thinking, I also 
maybe underestimated and undervalued play calling, offensive development, and everything that goes along with it. Because there is no question that Arkansas's offense was the worst offense I've ever seen them have. And that's saying something. That is saying something. I believe when you have players, I don't care if they're just, if you don't have an offensive line, I don't care if you don't have you know, full-fledged tight ends. Like, I don't care about any of that stuff. But when you have players like a KJ Jefferson, like a Rocket Sanders, like a uh, throw in, and you know, all the running backs that are into the mix, throw in Andrew Armstrong, throw like all these guys. Am I expecting the offense to be the number one offense in the SEC? No. Am I expecting it to be top five in the SEC? I'd like it to be. Felt like that's what it should have been. But if it's not, it's it's not like, oh, an, an, an absolute trash offense. It's not that case. But I would have never dreamed in a million years, and anybody that says otherwise is lying to you, that Arkansas would have the worst offense in the SEC this season, and it's not even really close. Statistically, Arkansas's offense this year was worse and has been worse than the 2019 offense coached by Chad Morris. Now, stay with me on this. Arkansas's total offense this year has been 305 yards a game. 305 yards a game. The year that Chad Morris was a coach in 2019, or he's part of that, I think ended up being about 350 yards per game. So a lot more yards. Now, the scoring for Chad Morris' team was only at 21.5 points, while Arkansas's this year has been 26.5. But I'm also going to chalk that up to Arkansas having quite a few defense and special teams touchdowns. That helps that mark but it's it's the offense in general and oh let's not forget having an awesome kicker in cam little but the offense in general has been abysmal beyond a, a belief i could not believe this is this happened could not believe it and the most disappointing part of it all is that this year feels like such a waste it's a wasteful year i think if you had so many other offensive coordinators in place this would be a team that be no worse than five and three probably six and two because of what you were able to do defensively people you lost a game seven to three at home to arguably one of the worst teams in the sec i would say the worst but you're the worst right now with their backup quarterback you put up 200 yards offense you looked abysmal you looked awful. And I just never dreamed that anybody could make it look this bad. And I don't even know if it's like just a simple coaching issue, like as far as play calling or anything. It's got to be even deeper than that for it to be this bad. It's got to be not only is the offensive philosophy not there and completely and totally non-existent, but it has to be almost the players too in general have to despise and hate and what they're doing. They have to be like, this, this ain't it. This ain't working. We're, we're not getting this done. And it shows. It shows. Now, we're going to talk about Sam Pimmon here in a little bit because I know a lot of you are probably yelling at me. He's like, oh, he should fire more. He should fire himself. Okay. We'll talk about that. But this is about Dan Enos. And I didn't even get to see any points get scored. <laughs> I was actually late into the game. The only reason they got a field goal scored against Mississippi State was because they got an interception at the beginning of the game. 
I didn't even get to see it. I went 57 minutes without seeing a point scored from Arkansas at home. The defense held them to seven points. Like if I, I don't care who you are, folks. In any game, in any major college football game, if you hold, hold an opponent to seven points, you win. You win. Arkansas maybe break that, probably broke that record. I mean, I used to laugh at the like the Auburn Mississippi State game that was like ended in three to two. This one's probably second behind that one, seven to three. This needed to happen, and I don't have anything personal against Dan Enos. Like it, it's not a personal thing at all for me. Because again, I liked I liked the hire, I liked the idea of it, but the fact that he came in and had the weapons that he did and made the offense this. Look like this is just, it's, it's unbearable. It's disgusting. Like it's, he should be ashamed of himself. He and the entire offensive staff should be ashamed of themselves for this. I feel bad for the players. I really do. I feel for KJ I feel for rocket. Cause if I'm rocket, I kind of understand now why he wasn't so quick to get back. I feel bad for these wide receivers. If you, I feel bad. I even feel bad for the offensive line, which I know the offensive line has not been great. They don't have, but like Brady Latham did not forget how to play offensive line. You know, it, it, like he's regressed. Every single player on this team from a year ago regressed dramatically. All of them. There's not one single player that is better on this team than what they were a year ago. So you can't just say it's, oh, it's the offensive line's Cody Kennedy, which again, part of it, I'm not giving him a free pass. But you can't say it's that when also the quarterback has significantly regressed. When the running backs have regressed. When the wide receivers, I know you have a lot of new ones there, but from the start of the year, they've regressed. The offensive line has gotten worse. Like Everyone on the offense has gotten worse. And so when that happens, that's when I go into, hey, this is more than just a oh, offensive line issue. It's part of it. But the entire offensive philosophy was a disaster. And, and, it's, and it sucks because Arkansas, you had a good enough team. And the defense, you guys have brought it. You, you have done your job, man. I Defense, you guys are awesome. But because of this hire by Dan, of Dan Enos, it has completely and totally destroyed this year, ruined this season, and may even cost Sam Pittman his job. This one hire. It sucks, but it's the reality that we're living in. And, I, and again, I hated it. I hate to see that it, it has to be this way, but, and I'm always someone who's not always about having coaches get fired in the middle of the year, but this one was not, this was warranted. This one was warranted. I, just, I can't wait to hear from Sam Pittman. He's going to meet with the media today. Can't wait to hear from him, see what he has to say, see if we can get some more insight. But, man, basketball season, right? Basketball, which we'll talk basketball too here in just a second. But folks, I got to tell you about your game changer of the week brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. And much like, oh man, who can we pick for this week since Arkansas scored seven points? How about this? We'll take the entire Razorback defense. The Razorback defense holding an SEC opponent to seven points despite the offense sucking so bad. They had changed this game just like Athletic Brewing has changed the game for the non-alcoholic beers. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed that game, and they have great taste and award-winning type of beers that beat up full-strength beers in global competitions. Over 50 styles of craft, non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, golden sours, and so much more, and they're fit for all time, so you can drink them anytime, anywhere, and make any activity enjoyable with no hangovers ever. 
So you can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers use promo code LOCKEDON to get 15% of your first online order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% athleticbrewing.com. Near beer exclusions apply as well as conditions. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. We talk about Dan Enos and, and that failure that it uh, was and a disgusting failure that it was and how it has put Arkansas in this entire program in a, in a bad spot for zero excuse and zero reason to have happen. But Sam Pittman is ultimately the one that makes the hires. And ultimately, it falls on him. And I am, as just as you, hopefully, I'm sure a lot of you, I've been a Sam Pittman fan. I've, I keep bringing it up, but it's just true. I, I tweeted out two weeks before he was hired as the head coach of Arkansas that I wanted Sam Pittman. I wanted somebody who loved the program. I wanted somebody who had coached, uh, at least understood the greatness that this team could be. I wanted somebody who had been successful at major programs. I wanted a good recruiter. I wanted a guy who fought and, and was tough. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, Sam Pittman's done a lot of great things. I think his recruiting has been incredible, as good as you could ask here at Arkansas. I think his team's ability and him is getting the team to play hard for him has been great. But there are some things that have really kept Sam Pittman from being a great coach, or at least considered to be the, the next level great coach. And something that like what we saw on Saturday... Among, like, forget the offense in general. But something we saw Saturday was just is unexcusable. Because the most controversial moment came when uh, Pittman didn't use a timeout to prevent a delay a game when they were about to line up for a field goal. It was about to be 51 yards, which we know is within Cam Little's range. And when they got to delay a game, it was going to make for a 56-yard field goal. And they were going to end up punting. And that's what they ended up doing. It was a bad play. It was a bad management of time. It was a bad management altogether, especially considering that you didn't have many points to go off of. And so rather than take the timeout, Pittman got to delay a game and opted to punt. And here's what his response was. I'll read this verbatim. Here's what his response was. I didn't know what to do, to be perfectly honest with you. I was probably eight seconds in on the 40-second second clock. I decided to kick a field goal, and we didn't get it off in time. That's the truth. I did not want to call a timeout at that point because I wasn't even sure I wanted to kick the field goal, to be perfectly honest with you. I didn't make the decision fast enough. Once I got it in there, I thought we had plenty of time to kick it, but at that point, I wasn't going to burn a timeout because my feeling was I wasn't for sure I was making the right decision anyway. I appreciate Sam Pittman's honesty because I think that's a very honest answer. But my head coach can't say that. My head coach can't have that happen. If my head coach is going to be a head coach, those are the things that you cannot ever allow to happen. I didn't know what to do, to be honest with you. It's never something I never want to hear from a head coach. I don't want to hear from my head coach. I don't want to hear it from my boss at my company. I don't want to hear it from you know, anybody in a, in a position of authority and over as a leader over whatever it is, to say, I didn't know what to do. 
And especially in a game like football, because there are things that you should have on the ready and understanding on the ready for anything that may happen to you. So when you say, I honestly didn't know what to do, what am I supposed to say to that? How am I supposed to feel about that if I'm a Razorback fan? How am I supposed to feel about that if I'm a player? I didn't know what to do. These are the things that's going to keep and has kept Sam Pittman from being that great coach that I think he has capabilities. And I think that he has things in front of him and reasons to think that he could be a great college football coach. Because I've mentioned it, you know, the, the recruiting has been great. I think he's done a great job in the transfer portal. And as horrible as the Dan Enos hire has been and was as awful, God awful as it was. I believe that the defensive coaching hires that he made with Travis Williams, with Marcus Woodson, all of those guys were beautiful, beautiful hires. Like the, the fact that this defense is this good a year later after what it was last year is such a credit to this defensive staff. And nobody's going to want to say it, but you got to give Sam Pittman credit for putting that staff together. Is ultimately, he's the one that made the hire. I was told by people when Travis Williams got hired, especially people at Auburn, they're like, oh, not a good hire. I don't, I don't, nah, it's not going to really help anything, blah, blah, blah. Well, the results are in, and Arkansas has got one of the better defenses in the SEC. And they turned it around in one year. So you got to give him credit for that, but also blame him for the San, uh, Dan Enos hire. Like you can do both. But that's the issue. It seems like anytime Sam Pittman does something real, one thing really good, there's something that's really bad that keeps him from doing it. When Sam Pittman has these, these this team and games coming down to the wire or, or whatever, there's mistakes that he like, which is great. And you got to give him credit for going up against teams that are superior in talent or whatever, being in these games. But then the mismanagement of timeouts, the mismanagement of the clock, this mismanagement of that stuff is what keeps him from like going over. It's like one thing goes up and the other thing brings it back down and it always stays the same. And that's what's so frustrating about this whole thing is I know we've seen Sam Pittman's teams win big games. It's been a while, but it has happened. And this year they should have won. I mean, this was what, five losses within one possession? It's almost like the offense just went up against the team. It's like, okay, however bad the team is, we're going to just play a little worse than them. Like whatever, however, like whatever their defense is going to, or whatever our, our defense is going to give up, we're going to, we're just going to score less than that. Cause like you scored 31 points against LSU. You scored 21 points against Alabama. You scored 20 points against Ole Miss. Like you did those things. It wasn't good. The offense sucked then, but it, and in Mississippi State, who's like the worst defense, one of the worst defenses you've faced and given up like 38 points a game or whatever it is, you get three? So that's the stuff that just doesn't make sense. A lot of you want to fire Sam Pittman. And if you want to, I get it. I'm not to that point just yet. I'm not saying fire him just yet. But because you don't need to fire him midseason. But without a doubt, he has put himself in a pickle where his job is on the line right now because of what's happened. 
And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Arkansas is a better team than this. Like this, this is a this is a situation where Arkansas is a better team than what we see right now. It's cliche to say, but it's true. And the fact that this offense has been so piss poor, and you've still lost five games by one possession makes me even matter. What a wasted year this feels like. And Sam Pittman, you better get on it, my man. If you want to save this season, want to save your job, you better get on it. You better get on it quick. That's all I'm saying. We'll talk a little basketball, though. Some good news there. Now, here in just a second, we've got to tell you about Prize Picks. It's the largest independently owned fantasy, daily fantasy sports platform in North America. And they're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's just you and the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks and everything like that, all you got to do is pick more or less on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. So if you got someone that's uh, got, say, I don't know, 60 yards rushing, all you got to say is, well, I want more than that or less than that. Same thing with saying like Aaron Rodgers. Well, I wish he was still around, but I shouldn't have used that example. How about other quarterbacks that are actually playing? Maybe Patrick Mahomes. He's pretty good. More than three passing touchdowns. Maybe less than three passing touchdowns. Those are the stats you can do. And it's really easy to do, and it makes it fun, and you get all the money to just roll in by simply having that 50-50 choice. So go to prizepicks.com slash college and use promo code LockedOnCollege. For a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100 with prize picks. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks Rex podcast. I know it's been a lot of negativity of the football team, and that's what happens, but uh, I did get a chance, though, to go to the exhibition game for Arkansas basketball as they took on the UT Tyler, what are they even called? The Patriots, I think? Yeah, UT Tyler Patriots. Exhibition game, you know, it's like, what do you really take from it? What are you really going to get from it? Well, I, got a, I, I saw some good things, man. It was really fun. They're going to be a fun team this year. Just based on, you know, the the ability that they have. And they got work to do. I mean, they're not perfect. But it's just they did they did what they were supposed to do against an inferior opponent. They beat the brakes off of them 92 to 39. Just smoked them. Got a lot of playing time from a lot of different players. It's funny, the starters were named, and I'm like, what is this? Chandler Lawson, Bay Fall, L. Ellis, Joseph Pinion, and Tremont Mark were the starters. And I think that kind of shows you like, hey, let's just go along with uh getting some guys out there, getting them ready, getting them playing, and seeing how it goes. Well, you definitely had that, and you got plenty of minutes from everybody. In fact, the player that played the most minutes in this one was actually Layden Blocker, if you can believe it. 20 minutes and 38 seconds for him, and Devo played 20 minutes and 16 seconds. Good to see, of course, Trevin Brazil get back into the game. He nearly played 20 minutes, too, uh, so it was awesome to see. But as far as uh, stats and everything go, it was pretty, for 92 points, it was pretty, like, even across the board. So leading all scorers happened to be Khalif Battle, which is good to see him back in healthy. 15 minutes he played in this game. Goes 4-7 from the field, 2 of 3 from three-point land. At 14 points, you had Jeremiah Davenport, who, man, he can hit some threes when he wants to. 13 points for him. And then you had 10 points from Tremont Mark, who went 3 of 7. So think about that. You scored 92 points and only had three players in double figures. 
Because L. Ellis had nine points. Joseph Pinion had nine points. Devo had nine points. Makai Mitchell had nine points. Yeah, also, Dennis J. Harris was six. Slade Walker with five points. Trevin Brazil had four points. You know, he went two of seven, 0 of four from three. So, you know, hopefully he can uh, continue to improve and get back. But it was his first game back in real action. Bayfall didn't score. Chandler Rawson had three points, too. So it's just about getting guys in there and getting them ready and seeing how it went. Uh, rebounds is <laughs> Devo ride the team in rebounding with seven rebounds. Bayfall had six. Menards only turned the ball over seven times, which is a good thing. And of those seven turnovers, Bayfall had three of them. So I love seeing L. Ellis have four assists, four steals, and zero turnovers. That's a, that's a sexy stat line right there, my man. Brazil had two turnovers. Arkansas caused 20 turnovers. I mean, they they just one of one for 20 is what uh UT Tyler went from three. 13 of 53. Again, 20 turnovers. They got them. And Arkansas had a pretty good shooting night overall. 45% for the game, 32% from three. The thing I like the most is 82.6% from the free throw line. They went 19 of 23, which is really good. I'm all about that. Arkansas had 34 points in the paint, 16 second chance points, 16 fast break points, and 22 points off of turnovers. So this team looks great, man. They look exactly what I was hoping to see, and they got the big dog coming in Purdue, which we'll do some previewing and talk more about that here as uh, we get closer to the weekend, since it's definitely a bye week in football. But we'll continue to have discussions, and I know tomorrow we'll talk about uh, some more football and some of the things Sam Pittman discussed about the firing of Dan Enos and what that actually means. So, man, what a crazy time. What a crazy time. But appreciate all of you listening in to Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.